Rowe. Hey, baby. Welcome to the back of the classroom. Today, talking about playing chess, not checkers. But first, we're going to thank our sponsors, Magical Pose, clothing line for men and women and most teens. You can find them on Instagram, Magical Pose, M-A-G-I-C-A-L-P-O-S-E. That's Instagram. Uh, their website, MagicalPose.com. M-A-G-I-C-A-L-P-O-S-E.com. Again, their website is Magical Pose, M-A-G-I-C-A-L-P-O-S-E.com. And because they partner with us, their the discount code will be M-P-R-E-L-333. M-P-R-E-L-333. And now they get you a nice discount code. And be advised, due to COVID, the shipping delays range from 7 to 14 days after processing. Your first email will be a confirmation with the receipt. And then once they're ready to ship, you'll receive a second email with the tracking number. Please bear with them. COVID's hitting a lot of people hard. And we just appreciate everybody's patience and willingness to support. And again, we like to... Appreciate our donators, Mr. Williams, Ms. Coleman. Appreciate you and your donation. Uh, and the Perarial Collection play for all those who want to donate to the back of the classroom. You can leave a donation at your leisure, whatever you're comfortable with, on the Cash App. Dollar sign, K-I-N-G-R-E-L-333. Again, the cash app is dollar sign K-I-N-G-R-E-L-333. PayPal, paypal.me forward slash Rel Jackson. Again, PayPal, P-A-Y-P-A-L dot M-E dot R-E-L-J-A-C-K-S-O-N. And anybody want to reach out on social media, you can find me on Twitter, King Rel 333. That's Twitter, K I N G R E L 333. You can find me on Facebook, Rel Jackson, R E L J A C K S O N. On Instagram, you can also find me, Rel Jackson, R E L J A C K S O N. And YouTube, you can find me, R E L J A C K S O N, Rel Jackson. For Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Yes. Now let's get into it. We got to survive. And the only way we're going to survive is paying attention to nature. And paying attention to our opposition. Everyone's opposition. Uh, There was a letter written by Willie Lynch that he... Um, delivered and spoke on in Virginia back in 1712. That was 308 years ago. And he kind of spoke on things regarding slaves that pretty much said, you know, this is how we can control them to 300 years. And to a large degree, it's worked. I mean, you had, I guess, the better minds who paid attention, who really understood human nature and seen how things worked. And I'm pretty sure... This wasn't established in 1712. This was something he perfected and then, I guess you would say patented. 
because he definitely gets credit for it. And he's delivered this speech the same way we have people who deliver speeches now, who have conferences, who have a large audience, a following. I guess before there was social media, you had people who went around giving speeches and Willie Lynch definitely had influence. In fact, he gets again credited for his contribution. Lynching is actually a thing based on his last name. And that's just, you know, bad treatment of people. But again, this man delivered a speech over 300 years ago in Virginia. And what he wanted to play on with people was fear, distrust, and envy. And it's, I can see the media playing toward that fear, distrust, and envy. You hear a lot of different things as far as somebody doing something wrong. The narrative changes based on skin tone. Um, a lot of times when they paint you out or anyone out to be a villain, that causes distrust. So if you can describe a people, if you can describe a culture, if you can describe anything and put a negative narrative to it, when somebody who doesn't know, who hasn't done the research, who doesn't have any experience, they're going to take the word of those distinguished people because those people are there for a reason. They believe they should trust those people. So when you watch the news, you want to believe that the news is delivering information that's actually happened. You expect it to be real. You expect it to be, uh, how would you say, honorable? Like you have a position as a journalist to give accurate information. And people believe that, hey, if you're on TV, you have to be telling the truth. Same thing with politicians. If politicians say something, they have to be telling the truth. And what we're learning, or what we have learned is, a lot of times it's far from the truth. The news has now been sensationalized. Politicians have been exposed. Uh, people have been paying attention to the backpedaling and the... They're just backing out of deals that they've made during their campaign. And then they follow the money, which are the backing of the people who support them through their campaign. And... You know, the, the little people, the people who didn't contribute, the people who are only voting only, the people who are sitting around coffee tables and diners and the back of the classroom and, you know, people who just are just socializing. They're not really making an impact anywhere except having these conversations. But these conversations are meant to spread the word. The, these conversations are meant to enlighten you so that you can impose your influence and you can back your community, your neighborhood, your just your village and get people to come together, talk to your local congressman, talk to your local politicians, talk to hell, chief of police, talk to the 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 the, the, the watchman, the commander, the the captain at your local precinct, like be part of your neighborhood, have that influence and then bring what you've learned from your meetings to everybody else. Let's not work backwards. Let's work forward. Um, so again, like I said, he wanted to play on fear, distrust, and envy. And 
the way he went about it, his major tool was division. He needed us divided. And the categories in which he divided us was age, color or shade, intelligence, size, sex, the plantation, which I guess now would be considered your job, the size of it and its status, your housing location, your hair type and length. Now, let's look at age. A lot of times the uh, older people look at the younger people and go, oh, they don't know what they're doing. They're just wild and reckless. Very true. But we wouldn't be here without our parents. And our parents is part, I would like to say, is part of the older generation. I guess you can have a child at 12, but if you're 12 years older than me, you're in a category of someone who could have been a parent. And you have 12 years of experience that I don't have that you could have easily passed down and given me or giving my my age group. So how do we bridge the gap? There is actually a. uh, How would you call it? A platform called the culture and their their platform is based on bridging the gap between the old and the young. You can find them on Instagram, D-A underscore K-U-L-T-C-H-A. That's the culture. You can also find them on YouTube, D-A K-U-L-T-C-H-A. Now, you got two brothers here who will come together and have conversations on politics, um, the, the fads, the trends, the things that are going on in today's society. And that's just one platform that's trying to bridge the gap between the old and the young, because that was the first thing that Willie Lynch put out there to say, hey, listen, we can divide people based on their age. And the older generation can definitely influence. They can definitely teach the young generation. You guys, we just have to come together as a unit. We got to come together as a village. Let the older people who've been here, who experienced certain things, share their knowledge, share their experiences, because our generation is going to go through different type of hurdles and situations. But you keep giving us your battle plan. You keep giving us the things you've gone through and we can work on ways of improving it. I mean, if you look at technology, it's only getting better, but that's based on the previous model. Cell phones are getting more technologically advanced because of the previous model. So if the technology can do it, us as people can do it. We can literally take the information from the older generation and apply it to ourselves and see where it works and make changes and make things better. Now, color and shade is nothing we can do about that. I mean, I guess you have bleaching creams and things of that nature. But if we all just accepted each other for who that we who we are, how you look. We wouldn't have that couldn't be an obstacle. Age is something that we all can't avoid. We're all going to grow up. We're all going to get older. But do you love anyone? Do you care about anyone enough to pass down your information to the next generation? Do you care about them? That's a future. If you're not in it for survival, then I guess you can not participate. But if you want to see your kids, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews, your brothers and sisters have a better life, take the time, talk to them. Give them, give them some information. Tell them what you've gone through. Allow them to 
Talk to other people. Have your friends over. Share. Let everyone have their time to speak on what they've gone through, how they've grown up, some of the obstacles and things that they've seen and how to make them better. Because at the end of the day, how do we get better without learning? We have to learn. And the best way to learn is through our village. Everybody can partake in just sharing information and getting that across to everyone, old and young. And then what will eventually happen is we're bridging gaps. So now the age won't matter. Color your skin. Listen, I accept you whether you're dark, you're light. It's okay. That's your complexion. That doesn't have any value to who you are as a person. Black is beautiful. Brown is beautiful. Every color is beautiful. You're beautiful not based on your outer appearance, but who you are in your character. So not allowing your color and shade to divide us, we can allow your color and shade to bring us together. Size, intelligence. Your size is your size. Your intelligence is just based on how quick you process information. That's basically what it comes down to. Some things you can develop, you know, you can learn, take tutoring and, you know, spend a little bit more time um, improving those areas in which you might be weak at. But all it takes is time. And again, you get that from the village. It goes back to the older people helping you figure out how to apply yourself and get you to process that information a little bit quicker. Maybe it's not what it is. Maybe it's how it's being given to you. You know, they say there's more way to skin a cat. There's a reason why there's more than one way to skin a cat. And it's because one way might not work for you the way it worked for others. So other ways had to be implemented in order to teach it, in order to get you up to speed. Because at the end of the day, we want everybody to succeed, no matter where you're at, regardless of your age, your color, your shade, your intelligence and your size. Your size shouldn't matter. Sometimes you might need a bigger person to help do something a smaller person can't. Sometimes you need a smaller person to do something a larger person can't. Collectively, all the quote-unquote differences can make us stronger and it can make a better, tighter bond in the village for everyone to come together and move forward. We are definitely stronger as a unit. Then it comes down to sex, male versus female. I'm a man, you're a woman. You're still a person. You still deserve respect. You still deserve love. You still deserve to be treated like an individual, be treated like a person. Just because you're male or female doesn't make you better, doesn't make you worse. You have your own role. You're a woman. I stand up and pee, you sit down. Like, okay, still a person. You still have intelligence. You still have... Uh, how would you say you still have ability, you still have traits, you still have things you can do. You, I've seen women do things men can't physically as well as agility and intellect. Like it doesn't matter. None of these differences actually matter in the grand scheme of things. In fact, you have people nowadays changing their gender. So and that's just based on how they feel. They're not going, oh, well, I can't get this job because I'm not. The opposite sex. So I'm going to change my gender just so I can get that job. That's not happening. So if you're not doing it for that, this is based on feel, then obviously sex should not matter when it comes to how you're treated as a person. It shouldn't matter. Job size, or they said plantation, but 
This is 2020. We're looking at, we're talking about job. My job size, my job status. Or the job status. I guess if you're going to look at FedEx versus UPS, for example, you might have a certain pride with working with one company than the other. Or DHL or USPS. They're all parcel companies. And then you got your people who just deliver packages, messengers. Then you got different sections and different variations of messengers. They're all messengers. They're all delivering parcels. They're all getting things across. There's no monopoly in it. So you have different jobs and different ways of, you know, these different places delivering these things for you. It's an opportunity. Sometimes it can be competitive, but competition is good. It doesn't mean we should be separated in to believing one's better than the other. Some might have perks that's good for you. Some might have perks that's not good for you. It's just what's right for you, not necessarily what's better overall. Some people might need a job at UPS versus FedEx. or Somebody might need a job at DHL versus UPS and FedEx. It's just based on time, schedule, um, what their circumstances are. Like nothing has to be considered I'm better than. We're just different. We're doing things different. We're handling things different. And that's all that there is. But at the end of the day, we all can come home. We can provide for our families. We can provide for our children and give them the education and guidance. We can help our neighbors. We still have the opportunity to do things for one another together collectively and not separated and apart. Attitude of owner. I guess if you got a better boss than you, my boss did this and my boss did that, goes back to the job, but... At the end of the day, okay, your boss did this. I mean, if you want to gloat, but then you're trying to create envy. And that goes back to what it is that they're trying to push. Because as long as we can get this separation going due to fear, distrust, and envy, they can keep pushing their agenda. Because together, we're always going to be, we're going to be stronger together and divided, we're going to fall. So it's okay that your boss does something that my boss might not. That's good. You have that ability. Now that you have that and you know that I don't, we can look into sharing. We can look into spreading the wealth. We can look at the same way we provide for our family, we can provide for our village. We can provide for our neighborhood. And as long as we have everybody out doing different things in different places, those perks, those assets can get brought back to the village and the village can have it. So now there will be no reason for jealousy and envy and and, and fear and distrust because everybody's working together. And as long as we're working together, we can't lose. Housing location. If we all live in the same village, guess what? We're going to point the finger at the next village and say they don't have it. Listen, if we are okay and we're managing well, we can help out the next village that's not doing so well. We can bring them up. Now that became an ally. And now that we have an ally, what we eventually do is... We're now bigger and we're now stronger as a village. We're now sharing. So you start off small, you go outward. And it's not that we want to dominate and take over. It's that we're just spreading. We're getting bigger. We're having friends and family and allies in a various of locations that spread out. Give each other some room. Intermine, mingle. I mean, you got a village. I figure after a certain amount of years, everyone's going to be related. So if you spread out. And you broaden your horizon, you make your village bigger, you have allies in different places. What eventually happens is the bloodlines won't have to mix so much. So you don't have to worry about how 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 close related are we 
because we were in the same village and our families never left. We didn't spread out. So it's good to spread out and it's good to help your neighbors and it's good to get bigger and wider and work together as a people. Because of what eventually happens is you can't be infiltrated. And as long as everyone is your neighbor, everyone's looking out for one another, everyone can be and will be considered safe. Now, hair type and length. I see this a lot. And if you pay attention to nature, everything grows differently. We should accept different. If you want to try something new, that's cool. But then again, if that comes from the envy, then we might look at like, oh, well, I want hair like that. Or somebody might think their hair is better. There's no such thing as better. It's just what's right for you. What's not right for you. And it's okay to it's okay to be different. It's okay to want your hair looking a certain way versus somebody else's. Or you might see something you might like it and you want to try it. Whatever you want to do, that's okay. But don't feel ashamed. Don't feel any type of envy toward anyone because they're different. People are supposed to be different. We all can't be robots. You're supposed to be unique. You was made a certain way to be a certain way for a reason. Accept who you are and other people will accept you. If you try to be somebody else and people realize that's not who you are, there's that distrust because you're playing something that you're not. We want you to be who you are. I want to get to know you as who you are. This way I can understand your strengths, your weaknesses, and I know how we can walk down a road together. I know how we can go through this village together. You might not be good at planting. You might be good at hunting. You might you might be good at building. But if you're trying to be somebody else, we'll never get to what and who you are and what you're great at because you're focused on somebody else. If you believe in yourself and you learn from the village, you can figure out what it is you're really good at. And then that person who's actually great at that can teach you. It's like an apprenticeship. You can walk around and explore the village and realize, oh, I'm, I, I like electricity. You can work with a carpenter, an electrician, and you could be great at that. But if you always hung out in a bakery and in an arcade, then you would only know bakery and video games. But if you explored, if you allowed the village to accept you for being different and just figure things out, walk around, see how things are, you can be better at what it is you're naturally gifted at. And then you can improve on that. And before you know it, you could be the next. You can come up with something and be the next inventor of something great. But because you're so focused on being somebody else and emulating somebody else because it looks like it's the coolest thing to do versus something that you just enjoy doing. How can you be great? It's not really who you are. And then if that was the you, you, you go up. But so far, because it's not a natural talent and you will have to learn how to do certain things. But you won't be as great. And it's not to say you only have to do one thing. You can do multiple things. But the message I'm trying to get across is it's okay to be yourself. And, you know, this Willie Lynch letter pretty much just wanted to divide people. The old versus the young. The young versus the old. Female versus male. Male versus female. And it, it really was just everyone to distrust black people. Everyone. Slave owners, overseers. Um, we, it was just, his message really was to just not trust black people. And I mean, if you really get down to it, it's a skin tone. It's a complexion. You 
Black people cannot control their skin tone at birth. It's just what we are. It's like it's a color. That's like saying, you know, back to the differences, hair, height. How can these things really be something to discriminate on somebody about where your skin tone does not depict or it doesn't dictate your character? I mean, you could look at the politicians and see there's a difference of people and the color has nothing to do with it. It's just the way you brought up your what you learned, the area you grew up in. Which, again, are those differences, but those differences were so isolated and kept apart by design. As you can see, since 1712, this was an actual plan. This was something that was meant to be implemented and pushed for years. And what they really wanted was slaves to depend on just a slave master. Um, Pay attention to history. Slavery was supposed to be abolished. But it's still acceptable if you're a convicted felon and in the jail system. If you're in prison, if you're in jail, then you can work for below minimum wage with meager accommodations. But I mean, if you look at prison and you kind of dumb it down to really what it is, it's like being on timeout. You know, you're on punishment. Go do chores. And I'm not, you know, there's no, you're not getting any allowances. You get the bare minimum. And, you know, if you're in good behavior, we'll let you out early. Prison is time out, except you have to be removed from society and placed somewhere so society can continue to run without your influence. But everyone on time out or in prison didn't necessarily do anything wrong. A lot of people are there. Falsely. And this isn't just black people. We're talking about all types of people. Somebody could have just not liked you or, you know, and somebody could have just said something about you that was wrong and made it seem like you did something and you could be in there. So think about it. It's just it's a big timeout, except you're in there with people who are mistreated, abused. And there's. Misery loves company and people in people hurt people, hurt people. Put it like that. And since people who've been there for a certain amount of time, who've been hurt, who's been abused, they feel like they have to enact that on somebody else. They need to get that off their chest. And then it's just an uncomfortable situation for all. They really they changed the reform in that so much to where you no longer can get a degree. You can no longer educate yourself because, you know, coming up with these differences and with these separations that they've established, you didn't have access to certain information. You didn't have access to the village because they kept you separated. So this is why we got to dismantle this Willie Lynch letter. This is a playbook. And now we've had a playbook for years, but the Internet's making it more accessible. So. I recommend everybody read the Willie Lynch letter. Um, You can buy the book. Um, You can Google it. And I believe there's a PDF file breaking everything down and outlining it. But I think everyone should read it and understand what was implemented, how far they was willing to go. And the fact that he said 300 years and it's now 2020. 
which means only 308 years ago. See how far we've came. Look at how propaganda has caused division and fear and distrust and envy. You have people who are willing to live in poverty, do criminal activities, and not build their community. Instead, they buy and they still rely on the government. They didn't give you a job. You couldn't work at Nike. You couldn't work at a car dealership. But yet, the minute you get money, you're putting your money in their pockets. And now you're funding Nike with your activities. You didn't buy a store and create jobs for people who didn't give you a job. You're going to the same place that didn't hire you to spend your money. You're going to the same club that didn't hire you for entertainment. You're going to the same movie theater that didn't hire you for entertainment. You're going to the same restaurants that didn't hire you for food. You're going to all the places that would not give you an opportunity And you're giving them your business. You're giving them your patronage. And you're keeping money in their pocket. What did they do for you? You was in the struggle. You was hurting. What did they do? But yet, we're buying into, oh, I'm coming up. If you had the opportunity to come up, the people you're spending your money with could have helped you. They didn't. Instead, you came, you stayed in the neighborhood. You did what you had to do. And then... You gave them the money that you got from your people and you gave it to them. You got a nice house. You paid them to give. You could have hired a construction team and built you a house and then gave the people around you a job and then created an empire or a bigger village and allowed the people in your neighborhood to come up a different way. So, again, we're not passing down the information these jewels, these gems, the game that people have, they're selling it to you and they're not giving it to you, which is more envy, which is more distrust, which is more of a reason for me not to like somebody because you could have told me this a long time ago and I could have figured it out and been better off. So we got to stop the division. We got to come together as a people. We have to be able and willing to help one another, be there for one another, give each other the guidance that we all need and that we look for. And a lot of times we don't even know we're looking for it because we don't know it's out there. We have these school systems that some schools don't have the best books. Some parents don't have the best jobs in order to sit at home and talk to their child about life. But that's what the village is for. Because with all these separations that Willie Lynch outlined and the way that they're pushing this agenda... I don't see how we're going to come up from it if we don't come together as a people. They have things in Congress that they're pushing. Of course, the media is always pushing out sensationalized um, information instead of talking about what's going on in government, what's going on in politics. We don't know what's going on. They're saying this is the year we should, our vote matters the most. Why this year? Why not every other year before this? What happened to every other campaign before this one? Why is this one the one that matters? Why isn't that being spoken about? They're just giving you a nice subtitles and they're not giving you the meaning behind it. So we got to ask the questions. We got to stop and listen and be like, wait, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but you ain't giving me no real information. 
you're paraphrasing things, you're using euphemisms, and you're not giving it any definition. So when you hear something, ask the question. What do you mean by that? Why is it so important? Ask the why. Do the research. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. How do these things work? Give me the information that we can need and we can use, and then we can all come back together and we can talk about it. Again, y'all got my social media handles. We can definitely have a conversation. We can educate one another. We can share this information with everyone. Information is power. So if I can elevate everybody to the same level, we're all as powerful as the next, regardless of your age, your color, your intelligence, your size, your sex, your job, size, status, your attitude of the owners, your housing location, and your hair type and, and length. None of that has to matter. Because at the end of the day, we're all going to come together as a people. We can all figure this out together as a people. We can all make things happen as a people. Like most people don't seem to realize, there are more citizens than there are police. There are more citizens than there are military people. There are more citizens than there are government officials. There are more citizens than your politics. There are more citizens than you have elected officials. And at the end of the day, they're all still people. They just have a different position and influence. That's it. If you take the sitting president of any year and you put them in a neighborhood without their influence over security, you're going to look at them as a regular person. Or you might fear retaliation or the consequences of doing said things, but you should have that same consideration for everybody. Everyone should have the same respect and everyone should have the same courtesy. You provide the the, the most important person to the least important person. Everybody should be treated the same because everybody's a person who deserves respect, love, and trust. Everybody. Everybody should be on the same playing field. Even if you can't do the things the next person do, even if you don't have the same information or knowledge as the next person, you're still a person. You still should be given a certain level of dignity and respect. I don't have to know you personally. If I see you, good morning, good afternoon, how are you doing? All right, you having a good day? Let me let me check your temperature. Then I can determine what type of conversation we can have. If you're not having a good day, no problem. Let you have your day. I hope things get better. Because you might not feel good today, you might feel better tomorrow. And if you feel better tomorrow, maybe we can have that conversation. Maybe you can teach me something I don't know. But we don't have to be standoffish. Somebody could be sure $20. I could just happen to have extra $20 I don't need right now. Guess what? If I give that to somebody and it helps them get something to eat and it gets them to calm down, relax, and just have a better mindset so they can think things through a little bit better, why not? What does me having an extra million dollars in my bank account do for me that I can't spend in a lifetime? I'm going to sit comfortable in a million dollars. If I die, it can't it go with me. A lot of people pass on in their money, their assets, without a will, without a trust. It goes back to the government. You don't get to see none of it. You're still going to pay taxes. You're still going to take your hard-earned money, spend it where you need to spend it, and none of that money and none of those assets come back to you. So what we can do as a people is help one another. Let's not create any more differences. Let's not create any more division. 
let's look at all the differences in people and come together. Because the more different they are, the more you can learn. You definitely learn from people who are different. You, we didn't grow up in the same neighborhood. What happened with you? How'd you grow up? Learn, let me learn something. And the more you learn, the better prepared you can be. The more you can teach your children, your nieces, your nephews, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles. We have to have conversations. We have to get together more as a family. We got to get together more as a people. We got to be able to willing to talk. We got to be willing to share information. We have to dismantle the lies and the propaganda that's been spreaded that created that fear, that distrust and that envy. You know, a, a sports celebrity, he gets paid. Because he has a talent that people are wanting to watch. Okay. How did that make him better than you? He just happened to do something people are willing to pay more for. But believe it or not, somebody pays him. Which means somebody has more money than him. So you want to be the athlete or you want to be the person who pays the athlete? Like, let's really talk about it. Like, we can really sit down and think and be like, look, we want to be these athletes who do so much. And at the end of the day, nobody realizes somebody writes him a check. Somebody endorses him so that their business can flourish. He has to play on a basketball court. He has to train. A business owner? Hey, you, I'll give you something and you just endorse it. And you're going to make my business make money. And... Believe it or not, these businesses are giving them. It's an endorsement. I'm going to give you this so you can thrive. And I'm playing on your success and your agility and your ability to influence the people to buy my product. And they're making money hand over fist. Not as much as the endorser, but the person, the business owner makes a whole lot of money just because he put something of his on somebody who's popular. So if popularity is it, let the popular person bring up the people who aren't popular. I've been in, I've been around people who are popular, who hung out with the kid who wasn't popular and instantly changed that person's life. I've seen an athlete. I forget which athlete it was. He was a track star and he shook the hand of one of the people who worked there. And the smile on his face was, it just glue. You can change people's world just by showing them some type of acknowledgement. Letting people know that you see them. We're all the same people. You just have a talent. Other people have skills. And everybody else can learn how to do things and come together as a people and be better. So why not start with the village? Let's not let age, color, intelligence, size, sex, anything separate us any more than we already are. Let's come together as a people. Read the Willie Lynch letter. Understand how people were separated. And unfortunately, it, this was taught. This was programming. So we got to reprogram. And then you got people who don't see things that way. But you can't stop the narrative of being, being taught. Two children who are just now learning, oh, wow, so they're bad and then they're, 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 they're fearful. So we got to show them something different. We can't keep promoting the negativity as if it's good and not talk about the consequences. I've listened to all types of music. I've listened to hip hop. I've listened to this music that promote violence. 
But yet nobody talks about the prison sentence. I've watched people talk about all these, you know, being with multiple people sexually. And nobody talks about the STDs. Nobody talks about safe sex. Nobody talks about having a bunch of children and not taking care of them. Nobody talks about the, the, the people who are left behind struggling. Nobody talks about that side of it. You know, nobody talks about them taking care of their kids anymore. Like, let's make certain conversations normal. Let's talk about the good and the bad. Let's give people the opportunity to really understand what happens outside in these streets. Let's talk about what really happens inside these corporate offices. I mean, I understand you have a, an obligation to your company to not share certain secrets. Yes, that's cool. No problem. Don't share the ingredients and secret recipes. Don't do that. But if... We come together as a people and we're being honest about what we're doing and how we're doing it. We can definitely talk about the ups and downs, you know, the pros and cons of what it is that we do. If you understand, if you go outside and you work a nine to five, even during COVID and you try to do something for yourself positive. In the long run, you'll make more money than you would if you tried to do some illegal activities, and then ended up going to jail. You have to look at the time you started to the time that you passed away. Unfortunately, that's the end, but look at other people's life. Look at other people's experiences. How much money did they have and keep and live comfortably with versus that short amount of time they had it and then they lost it? Oh, yes, you had access to over a million dollars. No problem. Take somebody in their 40s and you add up all their W-2s from when they started working to now. If you made 30000 a year, believe it or not, after four years, you're looking at 120000 You've had access to a large amount of money. It's just what you spent money on. How well you invested your money. What did you do with it? Where did you choose to live? Or where could you live? How much, what did you spend on food? How did you live? A lot of times we're trying to catch up with the Joneses. We're trying to spend the most amount of money to fit in. We don't need to fit in. We just need to be comfortable. If you look at the previous uh, message about raising and grooming children, if we stuck to the bare minimum of what we needed, we would have so much money for so much more. And we'd be able to take care of each other. And we'd make sure everybody has the bare minimum. There would be no body on the street being Hungry. There's more than enough food on this planet to feed everybody on this planet plus. But instead of that, we're spending money on things we that loses value. We are spending money on things that we can't do anything with. As soon as we got it, we just got it to show off. Why show off? Why not get the things that we need so we can survive and be helpful, be an asset to our people? So I'll leave that with you. If you made it this far on the podcast, I thank you. I appreciate your willing to listen. I hope we can take something from this and we can grow together as a people. Thank you. I love you.